Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Colorado Little League State Championship is being played this week. Tom, I'm standing here with the little sluggers and some of their parents, and I can't tell you how excited they are. This is the Hot Corner. Little Stan March is the pitcher for the South Park Little League team. Mr. March, you must be very proud of your son. They've worked really hard to get here, Chris, and, you know, I don't like to really trash talk, but I don't think Denver has a chance. With Patrick Harris and Joe Fisher. Oh, well, I'm sure some of the Denver kids' parents would disagree with you. And- oh, yeah! Oh, yeah! South Park is going down! There ain't no way some little mountain kids can beat Denver. Not with my son on second base. On the Odyssey app. Oh, it looks like we got some parental trash talking going on here. Mr. Marsh, any comment? Well, I think that there's a... uh... Mr. Marsh? Who wants to hear from a Mr. Marsh? I am the ultimate Little League trash-talking father. I am the Bat Dad. Bat Dad knows no fear. And 1080. Bat Dad knows no pain. I want you, Marsh. I want you. The Fan. Hour 2 of the Hot Corner here on 1080 The Fan. A Schultzy Will edition of Hot Corner. Joe, Patrick, actually Joe's out getting some business done. Patrick on a beautiful European honeymoon tour with his wife. Hope they're enjoying themselves like we're enjoying ourselves talking some baseball in the studio. And as we talk baseball, we've got some more Seattle Mariners scoring. 5 nothing now after walking a run in. Was it J.P. Crawford? or I, I, I couldn't remember who was at the plate, but somebody got walked in, and the Mariners up 5 nothing. Teoscar couldn't get it done, but that's okay. Mariners are getting right against the Oakland A's. I absolutely love it. And speaking of the Mariners, let's do a deep dive. They, they are my favorite team in existence into the Seattle Mariners. Right now, 24 and 24, just past a quarter way through the season or so. But at 500, they got a plus 28 run differential. So, so they're scoring some runs. They're not one of the best run differential teams in the league, however, are, though. Are they scoring runs or are they keeping other teams from scoring runs? That's a great That's a great point. The pitching staff point. has been awesome. Right now, Bryce Miller is throwing one hell of a game. He has been a godsend as a rookie. I mean, right now, I trust him more than I trust Robbie Ray. I, it. It's bad, but I'm kind of glad Robbie Ray is hurt so that we get to use him and see him because we wouldn't have if Robbie hadn't gotten hurt. And I would make the argument Miller is playing better than what you probably would have gotten out of Robbie Ray. At least that's what I feel like right now. You're not wrong. It seems like Bryce Miller, you're talking about the starting rotation. That's a great place to begin the conversation about the Mariners. That is essentially their strong point to this part of the season. You've got another kid 
on top of already lightning fire young guys in George Kirby and Logan Gilbert, who came up for you last year and did the same thing that Bryce Miller's doing, but Bryce Miller's doing it on steroids. I'm not sure his ERA is above one yet. He Whoa. still hasn't allowed a, a, a phrasing. Hasn't allowed a ra- uh, run tonight. Careful phrasing. Never say steroids in baseball. <laughs> Never say steroids in baseball. We can't do that. Careful, uh, careful. It's like saying bomb on an airplane, right? Or fire in a crowded theater. Can't do it. Can't, can't do, do it. it. Or doing War of the Worlds on the radio, I heard about. So three-fifths of your starting rotation are young fireball guns mm-hmm. who have essentially stumped the entire league coming out of the minors. And then you've got the best pitcher, I think, in the entire league in Luis Castillo. It's been on a bit of a slump lately, a bit of a bumpy road the past couple of starts, but he's still... Just fine overall. I don't really expect now's him to have a bad have season. Now's yeah, the time yeah, not in it. September. Yeah, yes. Have it. Have your mistakes now. I was almost a little bit too worried. We're like, oh, he started out too good. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, hey, you know what? Have your mistakes now. We'll figure it out as we go. And it it kind of seems like they're starting to figure it out, much like they did last year. Now I say that after they had just dropped two of three to Atlanta, and they probably shouldn't have done that, right? But I remember this feeling last year of we were in June talking about wanting to fire Scott's service. Which and is then, uh, debatable, still not really a fan of the way he manages, but continue. Right. But then at the end of the year, we were talking about him as an AL Manager of the Year candidate. Right? Uh, was I it know, the way they managed games or was it the players and the way that they're... I don't know. Chicken, don't know. They're, chicken they're, or the egg. It's true. Their grit and their ability to hold it late in games, I think, helped them. And that's something, Will, that you probably, I think, talking about the success from last year to this year, have to look at. 34-22 and 22 in one-run games last year. Mm-hmm. I think the gods are kind of having a little bit of a payback session with them. It's like, yo, Mariners, 4-12 and 12 this year so far in run, one-run games. It's like, you guys got to pay the piper here. It's not always going to be all roses in these close situations for you just not possible yeah no and and you know you know it's going to come back to 500 it's the law of averages it's only a matter of time still though i i like where they're at the bats will figure it out it's the pitching that's always the hardest to get and right now you have it and i think you have it from three young studs so not only is your future this year bright your future in the long run is shining And thank goodness Marco Gonzalez to round out that rotation is holding up the fifth spot. And when Robbie Ray, because he does have quite a bit left on his contract, he will be back in the rotation. I think Marco Gonzalez will be the one on the way out of town this next year, most Uh, likely. I would think so. But it's good to have Marco right now. What he's doing. He is a solid five. And I know that he doesn't throw hard. He was your one three, four seasons ago. I need to point that out to you Mariners fans. Well, and a lot of people like to jump on him because he doesn't throw hard. I don't need him to throw hard. He's not going to be one of my starting guys in the postseason yet. What I need him to do is go out there and eat up innings and try and get me wins. Get me some serviceable innings. And this year he has done that. If you take away two bad starts, Marco's been pretty damn good as far as that fifth guy in your rotation. So that's not something, if I'm Mariner fans, I know you want everything to be perfect and you want it to be a certain way. Just be happy. The grass isn't always greener with a fit, with another fifth guy. Uh, yeah, you've been right about the pitching, obviously. Starters and bullpen. Bullpen has, I think, still the best ERA in all of baseball right now. And that has been done even with a couple of call-ups. They've had a couple injuries. Guys that came up from AAA had immediate success. 
I think that's been a key in the 24 wins that they've had. But a little bit of bad news yesterday. Might have gotten a bit better this morning, but Ty France, after hitting a home run in that comeback win against Oakland, he took a, a fastball off of his wrist. Thankfully, the initial x-rays came back negative, but there's a bunch of swelling around his wrist. And Ty France, a guy that's missed some time with injuries in his first couple of seasons in Seattle. Um, people don't want to see that. Don't want to see Sam Haggerty starting in place for Ty France, hoping that he can avoid a possible injured list stint. Service says the Mariners are going to assess it day to day. So it sucks that they're losing one of their more, I'd say, consistent hitters. I I guess really the word is good because when you're inconsistent, you're just bad. I I don't really like to use the word consistent because that's what you're supposed to be. You're paid to be consistent, and when you're inconsistent, you suck. But outside of like three and a half hitters, and Ty France was one of those hitters, there have been some issues on the batting uh, side for the Mariners. And unfortunately, you got some major roster holes in those spots. One, the DH position, getting to the point where other teams have started to let guys go. So, I don't know, you're looking at what you got, A.J. Pollock, Colton Wong, turning around thinking, I don't know, could I maybe grab somebody that just got DFA'd like Aaron Hicks, somebody like an Eric Hosmer who's been in the playoffs before, been in big situations with the Padres, and you know, got let go by the Cubs because, uh, thank you, <laughs> we are, I think, just trying to play young kids at this point. I don't know how well the Cubs are doing at, at this point of the season. I got the standings okay. right in front they're, of me. But they're, they're not, okay. Yeah, they're middle of the road. Yeah, yeah. 21 and 26. They're, they're just okay. trying to get some young kids up there right now. But an opportunity possibly for the Mariners to upgrade their bench. I feel like they've got to trade for another hitter, not just grab some guy off the DFA pile. Because AJ Pollock ain't getting it done, batting like a buck fifty, a buck sixty. Sure, he's hit a few 169. homers. One sixty nine. Sixty nine. He was hitting one forty seven at the beginning of today. He okay. has a base hit, so he has a base hit. I mean, uh, yeah. So no, he's, I'm, I'm with you. He's you need more. Half the time he's hit, he's got like ten or eleven hits, and then he's got four homers. So he either strikes out, hits a single, or, or maybe homers. Almost yes. none of the time. He's new age Mike Zanino. Uh, Zunino is probably having a better year for Cleveland at this point, honestly. And I'd I prefer would. Mike Zunino at the designated hitter position for the Mariners as opposed to Pollock right now. Yep. Guy like J.P. Crawford, though, he's doing great. Leading the team with a 385 ba- on-base percentage, excuse me. And Jose Caballero establishing himself as basically the starting second baseman, I think. For the rest of the season, Colton Wong. Looks like the Mariners are about to move on from him. He's hitting under 200 on another cold stretch. Caballero uh, entering this last Seattle homestand. He was 278 with a 768 on base percentage. Or uh, uh, OPS, excuse me, on base plus slugging across his entire 23-game stint in the bigs. Ever since he got here, he's had like that Juan Soto swagger. Mm. I mean, dude... Messes with pitchers. He knows the pitching clock. There's so many little things. I think he's six for nine and stolen bases. If the Mariners didn't have Caballero, I don't think they'd be winning as many games right now. No, I I think he's been he's been a nice little find. Because correct me if I'm wrong, you called him up from AAA. You weren't really expecting to use him that much this year. He was an injury replacement because they have been shuffling around the loss of Dylan Moore essentially made them look for backup middle infielders. And look and look at what he's turned into. He's been awesome. You know, and hopefully you get Sam Haggerty to figure it out because it looks like he's going to get a bunch of uh, run now that Ty France is going to miss 
the next two weeks or so. No, they I, they got to call Mike Ford up, or they got to bring up. There's like a guy, I think Schneider or, or something like that at AAA for them, hitting a ton of home runs as well. well I think even, Ford is the DH. No, exactly. Well, Ford can play first, and even if you there's better options in AAA, you could move a Eugenio Suarez over to first, put Caballero, uh, you know, over to third. Uh, there's some shifting that you could do, and then call up like a Zach Deloach. Put Teoscar Hernandez at the DH position, and that young outfielder in Deloach could play right field. I mean, there's a ton of options that the Mariners have, and I think all of them are better than just throwing Sam Haggerty out there for the next 10 games, if that's what it needs to be. Well, I mean, right now he's done pretty well this game, and I he has a hit. So, I don't know. I'm, he I'm, has a hit. I yeah. love I love Haggerty. I, I love want Hags. him, I I want him, him to work. His speed is just different. Not a regular player, though. He's he's a, he's a utility guy. And, that, yeah, once they get Dylan Moore back, they're going to be faced with a decision on Colton Wong. So, that's coming up on June 6th, I would expect uh, – Colton Wong to be DFA'd by then. So ultimately, the question, are the Mariners playing as good as they are or are they actually better than they are playing right now? To me, they've been so Jekyll and Hyde, just looked like a team at times that's fighting to be better, just getting through a tough stretch, while at other times, they just look terrible. So mm-hmm. it's it's kind of been back and forth. It's what they did last year. But the one-run games, man, that's a big one. And 4-12 and in one-run games. I think they got to score runs, and that means their bats have got to light it up. Their pitchers have been doing their jobs. It is now up to, I mean, you're not going to see nine guys getting hits every night, but I think good teams have six out of those nine guys that are legitimate run producers or getting on base, stealing bases. Yeah, so if two-thirds of your lineup isn't getting it done, especially in this loaded AL West, I mean, the Mariners are in third place right now with the Astros to Texas. Yep. Nobody... Well, Anaheim's coming back. And nobody thought Anaheim was going to be even close to second place, I don't think. Astros and Mariners were supposed to be at the top. It's ridiculous. The cream will rise. Yeah, it's true. All right. Hopefully they can make the playoffs. I think they will. But quarter season report, the Mariners 24-24. and Looks like they're going to go above 500 tonight. Let's hope they can get the uh, turnaround on the offensive side and just get some hits going, producing some runs. Let's move on, though. Major League Baseball's rule changes are working, whether you like it or not. That's coming up next on a Schultz and Will edition of the Hot Corner on 1080 The Fan. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. 
You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. This is the Hot Corner with Patrick Harris and Joe Fisher on the Odyssey app and 1080 The Fan. New Major League Baseball rules are working whether you like it or not. Big changes from 2022 to 2023 in Major League Baseball. The introduction of a pitch clock, no more shifts, bigger bases, among other things. Well, all that doing a bunch to contribute to not only speed up the game, but make it more entertaining along with giving some maybe lower payroll teams Guys with some younger rosters willing to take a few more chances on the base paths. A bit of a leg up because if you look at this, we'll get to this in a second. Some of the lowest payroll teams are the ones that are doing so well and have some of the best records in Major League Baseball this year. And one of those reasons is because they are stealing so many bases. You know, what I, you know what I saw the other day? I haven't seen it in years. They did a sacrifice squeeze, and I forget which team did it. Wow, that a sack! Remember the last time I saw that was done in a major league baseball game. <laughs> no, it didn't work. And hey. I, you know what? I think it was the Yankees actually. Some small ball. You know what? I, I wouldn't. That I would not put that past Aaron Boone at all. Would, right? Would not. Yeah. But how cool is it to have action on the base paths again? Like, say what you will, right? Chicks dig the long ball. Everyone wants to hit home runs. Chicks dig speed too. They do. Everybody digs speed. Everybody digs action. That's what people want. They want to see action. Not is dead it, time. Yeah. Is it cool to see big home runs, Aaron Judge mashing the ball, Ty France hitting a ball off a light? For sure. But then you don't have any action for another 5, 10 minutes, if not longer. So when you get these opportunities to constantly have someone stealing a base, someone constantly, you know, trying to lay down a sacrifice squeeze, guys running, Things are happening. Things are going. I love it. It's going to make baseball more interesting. It's going to get the average fan to care more. Yeah, it's nice to see low payroll teams taking advantage of this new rules and essentially doing what they can to try and compete with all these expensive payrolls. And, you know, along with the bigger bases, introducing more speed and action into the game, you got the pitch clock. It's significantly sped it up as well. Much shorter. I mean, we're not talking like five or ten minutes. We're talking significantly shorter. The overall time, we've been talking about it for, I think, the last month or so, and it's been pretty consistent, uh, of a nine-inning game this season. Two hours, 37 minutes, the fastest game time since 1984. And Perfect. I think, uh, Yeah, and I think that is almost a half an hour lower than last year's game's average, which, gosh, when you get into the dog days of August to September and games matter much more, you got a lot more dead time, and you got a lot more games going three and a half, three three hours and forty five minutes. It's just it's too much, man. And well, it's nice to see something wrapped up in two and a half hours or less, and then I can get back to my life with a bunch of action in it. Right, and it the big thing too, I think, is everyone does the whole. Well, I like to be at the ballpark for three hours, dude. You can still be at the ballpark for three hours. Go watch BP. Go watch, you know, stay till the very end. Go and walk around. You don't have to leave. But if you're going to get fans, if you're going to get younger fans, if you're going to get fans my age to pay attention to baseball, you need more action. Why is the NBA huge? A lot of people make the argument that the NBA now, the product that they put out on the court, is worse than it was in the 90s, in the 80s. 
But what's happening a bunch? There's a lot of action. It's a faster-paced game. It's a higher-scoring game. Why does the NFL keep making rules to make it easier for offenses and harder for defenses? Because people want to see action. They want to see scoring. It's about time that MLB got around to it. And in no shock to me, and I think to most people who are paying attention, this is going to get the average fan in. The diehard's already going to be there. They're not going. How do you get the casual in? This was an article in the New York Times talking about just the shift from last year to this year as far as time goes. And actually spoke with Mariners manager Scott Service while they were in Boston recently during a series at Fenway Mm. Park. And, you know, Service mentioned those really long, old Boston Red Sox, New York Yankee contests where you're going four hours, four hours, ten minutes. And how ridiculous it just seems to go on forever as opposed to this year. He's been sitting in the dugout, and this is a quote from Service thinking, man, this is going to finish up in an hour and 50 minutes. It's a lot yeah. different life. Yeah. And and at the end of the day, you don't want to sit on the couch for four hours. No one's going to. You weren't going to sit on the couch before cell phones were invented. I'll, I'll say that's now even hard for phones? a college football game. You know, And I yeah. love college football, but when you're getting to the four-hour mark, I'm like, dude, can I get on with my life already? Yeah. even, <laughs> Dude, I'm as big of a honk when it comes to March Madness hanging out all day and college and NFL football waking up at eight o'clock and parking it on the couch and not moving all day. Mm -hmm. And even I know that there comes a point where I got to get up and move. I got to go do something. I'm also able to do that because it's once a week when it comes to football and it's on a Saturday or a Sunday. I cannot dedicate 15 to 20 hours minimum of my work week to sit there and watch a baseball game. I need action. Get it up and moving. You know, there's a reason they used to say Dodgers fans would come in the third inning to watch a game. No one would show up till the third. Well, because they didn't want to be there all day. Now they have to show up to the beginning because they do need to be there all day. That's true. Yeah, so the pitch clock not only affecting, yeah, the game times, more stolen bases, those limited pickoff throws, which I also love. It affects the game time, but it really forces the pitcher to actually pitch to the player. I've been at so many games where, I mean, four, five, six times where a guy would stop, pick off the guy at first base, and it's obvious that he's not running, but it's just like he's either trying to mentally play with the hitter or he legit doesn't want to throw him a pitch. So happy that that's gone. Happy that defensive shifts in baseball have pretty much brought the art of fielding back. We're seeing a lot cooler plays on the, on the sports center top 10, especially with infielders looks more athletic out there. I saw a quote in this New York times story from Kike Hernandez uh, now with the Boston Red Sox, former Dodger basically stating that in the, uh, old style of baseball where the shift was a thing and he used almost every play, you kind of hide a, an offensively, you know, powerful second baseman, but one that wasn't really great at fielding in the shift. Now you really got to be athletic at all those positions again. And it brings me back to like a guy like Brett Boone for the Mariners, who was that slugging second baseman, but also the gold glove had to have both of those skills. And I think it, it kind of forces guys to have that, that training and also really forces guys, I mean, you see so much different preparation, I feel like, for a game than in, in, instead of just going to one spot, looking at a chart, and expecting a hitter to hit it there, you actually see a guy having to get ready for a game defensively, and I love it. And yeah, so no more hiding those weak defensive players, especially at a spot like second, and not only that shift ban, it, you know, it 
not only stops you from hiding players, but it gives that benefit to hitters. I think uh, averages are up six or seven points, which I mm-hmm. thought they'd be up higher. But I, I, I love that there's a lot more hits. There, talk about action. There's a ton more action. And those holes in the infield that just should be there for a left-handed hitter specifically are there again. And I feel bad for a guy like Kyle Seeger. Uh, Matt Joyce, he was quoted in this New York Times article as well, former major leaguer, 14 seasons in MLB, now with the Rays as, I think, a color analyst for their uh, TV side. And he's talking about, like, man, it was a tough, tough experience. Like, a 240 hitter would have been like a 270 hitter if it weren't for the shift. And every game, it sucked trying to deal with that mentally as well. Yeah, well... And and at the end of the day, how do you how do you grow your brand? You get casuals in to pay attention. It's why the NFL is king. Because when you talk about NFL football or I talk about NFL football, you know who else talks about NFL football? The girl that I go and hit on at the bar. There you go. The girl that I I work with. Sorry, excuse me. The woman that I work with at work, right? They are paying attention. People, men who are not into sports, not into football. They know who Tom Brady is. Yeah. If Bo Nix is having a good year, they know who Bo Nix is. In baseball, you didn't really have those guys. How many people watched Randy Arena make that huge catch in the World Baseball Classic and then just went, who is that guy? Yep. That guy's a, got a chance at winning an MVP if his own teammate doesn't beat him this year. But people are starting to pay attention and starting to know him because, one, you're letting players play with that swag and that swagger comes out, and you're seeing guys like a Rosarena puff their chest, hit a home run, go and stare down the other team. But also, games are faster. It's a two-hour game. It's more action-packed. Scoring is up. Scoring is higher. Bats, Batting averages are higher. Guys are getting on base. Things are happening. People are going to want to pay attention. They want to watch those games. And then when they tune in, they get hooked. And then in July, they come to a ball game, and then it's over. Because there's nothing better than going to a ball game in July and just hanging out all day at the ballpark, getting a dog, getting a beer, and just having a good time. It's just a cleaner product, essentially. Mm -hmm. It's more appealing. You mentioned for... Already fans of baseball, it's more appealing for fans that aren't watching baseball right now. They can get a game in in two hours, two and a half hours, catch some of those big names like Randy Arizarena. Get get the casuals in. That's Absolutely. what you need. Get the casuals in. Get the people that don't normally watch, watch baseball, and it's doing that job. Everyone's favorite segment, Fair or Foul, coming up next on the Hot Corner. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. This is the Hot Corner with Harrison Fisher on the Odyssey app and 1080 The Fan. All right, we got everybody's favorite segment, Fair or Foul. The guys are out. I'm usually the producer that is asking the fair or foul questions. And actually, I'm going to do that as the host today because Will Ortner has had a long day. I have had time to prep this. He is not. So, Will, I'm going to try and this isn't necessarily going to be a stump you version of fair or foul, but more of an opinion version and i think Ooh. a lot of listeners out there you know they can offer some thoughts on exactly 
what they think of these fair or foul questions. But the, the, there's they some... might they might not be ready for my opinions. I still think the text <laughs> line is blowing topics. up from uh, my takes on Russell Wilson. I still think there's some anger there. Oh, and God. Uh, to those people who are mad at me, shut up. <laughs> I missed your Russ take. But uh, you'll, uh, you'll have to go over that later. Yeah, with me. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about it on the football show. Yeah, on the football show, baby. All right, so first, fair or foul. I don't know if you knew this, Will, but hits are up 2% from last year Ooh. and 2.5% from 2021. Runs are up 7%. But so far in 2023, one of these things that we are used to seeing by this point is missing in the game, and that is a no-hitter. A no-hitter has not been thrown yet in 2023. So, fair or foul, Will Ortner, a pitcher in Major League Baseball will throw a no-hitter in 2023. Now, let me tell you, there were three all of last season in 2022. Three no-hitters, massive rule changes that we just talked about, making the game a lot better. Screw you if you hate them. They're... They're helping. They're here to stay. They are, and all that dead time is gone, and we love it, but you think an MLB pitcher will throw a no-hitter this year or not? Uh, I'm going to say yes, and here's why I'm going to say yes. We haven't had a no-hitter yet, but we're also, what, 48 games through the season? About, yeah, we're just over a quarter of the way. So you still have three quarters of the season left. We're not even talking about getting into the dog days of summer where guys get tired of playing, where it gets hot, where for some reason someone just gets hot that night and figures it out. And I remember early on in the season, I want to say like Garrett Cole or maybe Jacob DeGrom, one of those guys had a game where they had a no-hitter through like seven or something like that. I think Bryce had one through six. Perfect game once he came up with the Mariners. I mean, it's... It's happened at least through six innings a couple times for sure. And pitchers are going to blame the pitch clock because that's what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to, you know, it's the same thing with NFL corners. And they're going to complain that they can't go light a guy up, you know, across the middle of the field. Or they have to let go of a receiver five yards off the ball, but the receiver can kind of push off on them. You have to complain about the new rules affecting you or else you don't really want to win, but you're eventually going to learn how to use the system to help you. Otherwise, you're not a competitor or you're not a smart competitor. Pitchers will figure this out. I believe you'll have one this year, and if you don't have one this year, you're going to have one real, real fast into the next season. Yeah, I, you're gonna I, figure it out. I think that is fair as well. I do think a pitcher will end up throwing a no hitter this season, simply because I agree with you. The length of time left in this year, along with the, you know just the dog days of summer, there is gonna be some team. Maybe it's the A's. Maybe the Marlins stop playing so well. Somebody that has a crappy lineup out there and on the right day, you know, it, it doesn't even have to be a big-name pitcher. We saw a no-name in Armando Galarraga, you know, years ago almost get that no-hitter, should have gotten the no-hitter, and then yep. less than two years later he was out of baseball. Yep. Like, the right time for the right guy on the right day. Just got hot. Yeah, this yep. can happen. And yes. and it is rare, but that's that's the beautiful thing about baseball. It's chaos, and this can happen to anybody. Yeah, no, as long as uh, no one gets a perfect game, King Felix reigns for all. It's true. Last perfect game thrown in Major League Baseball was King Felix. God, I love that. I, I kind of want to say that for like another 10 or 20 years. That'd be great. All right, fair or foul number two. Talked a little bit about it at the end of the first hour. All-Star game is in Seattle this July. 
Got all kinds of events coming back there to now T-Mobile Park. Had it at Safeco Field in 2001. Eight players for the Mariners from that roster were on the All-Star team. Isn't that cool? Mike Cameron, Jeff Nelson, Arthur Rhodes, Ichiro Suzuki, pretty sure Brett Boone and John Olerud all made it. And then Mike Cameron was like an injury replacement at the last second. So they ended up having eight guys. That's awesome. On that on that AL roster. Didn't win the World Series, but great memories. And we're going to see some awesome times this summer again up in Seattle. I want to go to the Home Run Derby so, so bad. Uh, yeah, sure. Celebrity softball game, you know, futures game. Uh, actually, with all the staff there, that's going to be former future. Mariners. I think I, I need to go to the futures game now. But it's going to be an expensive event, right? Tickets on the low end for the All Star Game itself. You got you got to buy tickets for pretty much every single event there. But yeah. just for the All Star Game, you're looking at on the low end. Tickets are going for around four hundred bucks right now. Whoa! And that's that's essentially up in the third level or in the in the Whoa. outfield, you know, standing room only kind of starting to get towards that. You got eighteen hundred bucks a pop for a lower bowl ticket, so that's kind of around the dugouts or you know, slightly left or right of the dugouts. That's not even. I think outfield tickets are probably going for like nine hundred, a thousand. So if you want to sit in right field, that's what you're paying. Yeah. And then tickets behind the plate and in the diamond club. Going for around $5,000 each. This is a spendy event. Got all of these totals from StubHub and what these tickets cost. But like we say, well, it's an amazing event. I'm excited for it. Gotta go. At least I'm in that camp of gotta go. So fair or foul, the All-Star Game in Seattle this July is a must-see event no matter the cost. Fair or foul, you gotta go. Foul. No matter the cost. Because I don't have the money. (laughs) <laughs> it is strictly foul unless I win another Brooks Kepka PGA US Open championship and I put a lot more money down than I put down today. <laughs> I'm not going to be able to afford that. Like, I'm sorry. I love cost. the Mariners. I cannot sacrifice basically a month of going out and hanging out with my buddies to go sit in the third row. I can't justify it. I'm not trying to be a jerk. I love my Mariners. The Mariners are the best. I'm not. I'm not doing it for that. If you can find me a ticket, probably around a hundred bucks, you could probably get me to to pay okay. that price. But right now, it's just it's not going to happen. And it sucks because if you're a, span, a fan of sports like I am, the only All Star game we're ever going to get is going to be an MLB one. Most likely, yeah. Unless we somehow. We were talking about an infrastructure project in the last hour. Go listen to the podcast. You can get them anywhere. Spotify, Apple, all that good stuff. Apple iTunes. But but essentially, we were talking about the development by the Lloyd Center. There would need to be a ton of extra hotels added. That that would need to happen for us to get another All-Star game here uh, in the NBA. And that hasn't happened yet. So... You're right. Seattle's Seattle's it, baby. And that's why I asked this And it's only baseball. Because football ain't coming here. It's true. They're not coming here for a Super Bowl either. Well, so. I, I think you know where I sit on this one. You say foul. You you have the money. I don't have the money, though. Are you mm. kidding me? I don't have the money, but I still say fair. I'm, I do not have the money. You have more I, money than me. <sighs> Maybe a little bit, buddy, but this is still, when you're talking 400 bucks a seat, that's still a spendy. That, oh, yeah. I, I mean, and then that's not counting parking, which is 50 to 100 bucks a pop probably for 
an all-star game event like this, I would probably say closer to a hundo. And then you've yeah. got food. You've got, if you want to stay up there lodging, because I ain't driving up there and then back. coming back. To, it ruins you gotta, my day. Driving you got to experience the, the yeah. whole thing. You got to go to Cowgirls or whatever you can find over there. You so that's another $300 yeah. in like a hotel or something like that, probably. It's, it's tough. Be it's spendy. It's tough. So yeah, it's, it's a cost, but in my opinion, I feel like the all-star game is a must-see event for Pacific Northwest fans. No matter the cost, I say fair, you say foul. That's the beauty of fair or foul, though. All right, last fair or foul. Check this out. We got a bit of audio for the last fair or foul story here. Texas A&M coach Jim, I hope I, I'm just going to butcher this, Schlossnagel. Jim Schlossnagel. Schlossnagel or Schlossnagle. S-C-H. L-O-S-S-N-A-G-G-L-E. Sloshnaggle. Jim S. Jim S. cuts his interview short with ESPN after something happened while he was talking to the announcers. Take a listen. Jim, talk to me about pitching the rest of the way. I know Sedano yeah. came in. Nice job by yeah. the youngster in this environment. Yeah. yeah, he's a strike thrower. I mean, these are, you know, he's going to have to give us two or three good innings. Um, if that can continue to swing, and let's, I have bad luck on these interviews. No, you, you got it. Look. Oh, see, it was. I told you. All right, listen. Okay, we'll All talk right, to you. See, Sloss, hey, we'll see you later. Hey, Bye. good talking Goodbye. with you, Sloss. Uh, see you, buddy. It. See ya. Unbelievable. We'll never talk <laughs> oh, to him again. He hates us now. So essentially, while he was uh, talking to the booth, there was a foul ball hit to his right fielder, and it dropped about three feet behind his head. Right fielder missed it. And the coach could see this happening. It's like, you know what? I got bad luck with these interviews Like while, while these foul balls are happening. And as soon as he missed it, literally you could hear the coach saying, I'm done. Bye. And kind of looked halfway serious, but he was halfway gonna go playing. Chew. He was not happy about what just happened. And if he weren't on television, that dude would have gone beep, beepity, MF and beeper. It was so funny to watch. So fair or foul. He says that he had bad luck. Superstitions in sports are real. Fair or foul, superstitions in sports are real. And what this made me think of was like, you know, you or I sitting at home watching a Ducks game and we rub our lucky rabbit foot every time Bo Nix throws a touchdown. And if we don't rub that lucky rabbit foot, he's not going to throw a touchdown. And we think that our individual acts change the course of a game or change the course of sports, but... I don't know. Some people really do think that. So fair or foul, Will? Superstitions are real. They're not real, but we all do them. I had I had a certain underwear that I wore before every game, washed in <laughs> high school. Uh, that is a real thing that happened, and I wore it through most of uh, college why am until I not they surprised? Yeah, dude, I'm a little weird about that. I had my my superstitions, my routines. I had my certain songs that I had to listen to at certain okay. points. Yeah, it's a real thing, and when it comes to baseball. No one believes in superstitions more than baseball players. They don't step on lines. I know. They don't step on the mound. They step over the baselines. There's a lot of different things. Baseball players specifically do. You talk about, like, normal playlists or routines, but baseball players take it to another level. I used to to love stomping on the line before I came out. That's funny. Or stomping on the mound when I knew, you know, that it was going to bug everyone else, and I would do it just because – because in baseball, I never really had any superstitions. I wasn't good at baseball, so I didn't really care. And I just loved to torment others. So that is what I would do. But, man, oh, man. Um, yeah. Yeah, superstitions are real. And I know he's pissed. 
He's so pissed about it. That's funny. I, I would say that uh, they're not, so I'm going to call foul on that. Our, our routines, yes, yeah, we need to have those, but they don't mean S as far as affecting the actual game. All right, that's fair foul. That was a really fun version of it. Appreciate you, Will. We're going to wrap Enjoyed it up it. with our MLB D-Gen picks coming up next. It's six, or excuse me, 849 on the fan. This is the Hot Corner with Harrison Fisher on the Odyssey app and 1080 The Fan. It's been a fun show. Got to wrap it up with some MLB D-Gen picks. Schultzy and Will edition of the Hot Corner here on 1080 The Fan. Mariners still leading right now, bottom seven, five to one. Hopefully they can hold on against the pesky A's. They're pretty terrible, though, so... I don't think there's going to be an issue there. So Will and I are each don't going to jinx be... it. <laughs> that's that's true. They still got two innings to go. I could Plenty totally throw off the rails with my superstition of not mentioning that the Mariners are winning while the game is still going. Oh God. no! Oh, it's going to go off the rails. All right. So Will and I are each going to give a lean and a lock. We usually love to do this when we're in. Uh, since we're in for the baseball show, Will kind of just figured uh, we'll give. A pick or two from tomorrow, a lean and a lock. Uh, you can do player props if you want. You can go money line, runs over under, uh, whatever you want. And it looks like Teoscar Hernandez just went yod. Hey, he, he does what he does best in this game. Strikes out twice, then hits a bomb. <laughs> That's true. Gives the Mariners a 6-1 lead. So, well, nice hey. extra cushion. Look, you might, you might be right. And uh, so we'll start with my lean. This is actually on the Mariners team tomorrow. It is a player prop, though. Mariners are wrapping up their series with Oakland tomorrow night, 641st pitch. Logan Gilbert taking the hill. My lean, seven-plus strikeouts for Logan Gilbert versus the A's. He's faced them, obviously, along with the rest of the AL West the most in his career, has one win against them, 3.55 ERA in his history versus the A's. They are terrible. He's been on a strikeout tear. This year, Logan Gilbert has. I have already won two bets on Logan Gilbert strikeout totals. So I'm leaning on this. I think that it's going to be an easy seven-plus strikeouts for him. And in some books, there's an option. You can uh, go like eight strikeouts, a little bit higher payout. Nine strikeouts, it gets up to, you know, way, way higher payout. So I think the payout around seven-plus strikeouts is around plus 130 or plus 150. Uh, The last book that I was looking on, I think Bavana. So I think that's going to be a good bet. Logan Gilbert, seven-plus strikeouts versus the A's tomorrow to lean on. How about you, Will? Yeah, my lean is uh, I'm going over to Toronto. Well, actually, I'm going to Tampa Bay, but I'm going to pick a Toronto uh, Blue Jay. I'm actually going to pick the entire Blue Jays team. I'm going Toronto Blue Jays money line. That's plus 120 right now on DraftKings. Alex Manoa's getting the bump. He's taking the mound. I think he's going to figure it out. He struggled at times this year, but there was a reason he was an ace last year. Plus, you factor in the fact that this team can absolutely hit the lights out of the baseball. I think that there's a chance that they might beat the Tampa Bay Rays this series. They won the first game. They lost today. I think that they want to go out. They want to win this series. I think Tampa's going to cool down a little bit. I like the Blue Jays. All right, my lock. I, I like that lean. That's that's uh, it's risky, but hey, scared it's why money it's don't a make lean. money, right? It's why it's a lean. That's true. So my lock is going to be the Orioles money line versus the Yankees tomorrow. Uh, I like the matchup. I think that the Orioles coming in 
Uh, they can snake one from New York on the road. I see the Orioles with as good as they've been. The Yankees still fighting some players with injuries. Josh Donaldson just started a rehab assignment. They still don't have a couple other starters. I think the Orioles can steal one. money line plus 105 versus the Yankees. How about you, Will? My lock is the Mariners minus one and a half. Love it. You already said it. Gilbert's taking the mound. I think the Mariners are going to start hitting the crap out of the ball. I really do. It's the A's. You're getting right. The money line, it's not enough money. It's not worth it being the lock. Go and get the minus one and a half. They're going to blow out the A's. They're going to get a big win. And that is going to do it for us. Thank you so much to everybody for listening to the Hot Corner tonight. Will, appreciate you hanging out for such a long day doing the heavy Love lifting. Being here, man. You guys are awesome. And thank you to Patrick and Joe. Hope you guys are enjoying yourselves out there. You've been listening to the Hot Corner on 1080 The Fan. And to quote Patrick Harris, go do something that I would do. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.